You're listening to the Screening in Kingston podcast. For more on Screening in Kingston, more episodes, info about our movie clubs, and a lot more fun movie content, visit screeningandkingston.com. to begin this week by making a statement yes any woman who saw barbie and was deeply moved by it i want to hold space for all of you because you know my review was pretty like oh i i didn't need this movie blah 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 blah. but i'm seeing so much really heartfelt feedback on social media including from women i know who are saying like how deeply moved they were by this film and i just want to say like all power to you. Clearly this movie is speaking to you in ways that it did not speak to me. So if you heard my review and saw the movie and thought, wow, like Taylor's throwing a lot of shade, but like I thought the movie was really moving. I just want to hold space for you all and say, that's good. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm not being facetious or like trying to do a zinger. Like truly I've thought all week about all of these women I'm seeing on social media who are posting saying how this movie it's just like really speaking to them on so many levels. It's the movie they've been waiting for essentially. And um, I want you all to know that I see you, I hear you, and I respect that experience you had with the Barbie movie. And what I'm seeing on social media is like overwhelmingly positive from the woman I follow. So again, I my review still stands. It was not the movie that I hoped it would be. Um, but I still said it was a see it. And based on all the feedback I'm seeing on social media, please go see Barbie. Um, and if you agreed with me, write in. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know um. your thoughts. Because so far, everything has been like overwhelmingly yeah. positive Correct. from the women yes. um, that I know. And also, this is an aside. We didn't talk about this. Um, the actor who played Pee Wee Herman. So I mentioned Pee Wee's Big mm-hmm. Adventure last week. He passed away. Yes. Yeah. Um, at the age of 70, Paul, Paul Rubens. Rubens. He... Um, I guess had a secret battle with cancer in the sense that like he didn't make it public. So I saw those headlines. What was it, Mike? Like I know the way we record now, this is like a week late, but like, Oh yeah. It was only for us just a couple days ago, just two days ago, I think. Yeah. And I thought, Oh, how, how strange, you know, the the way the universe works where you you were just talking about Mm -hmm. something and then like two days later you see that he's passed. So um, I also wanted to bring that up. RIP Paul Rubens. He also like speaking of like, um pop culture that like really speaks to a lot of people like peewee herman like really spoke to a lot of people and was representative of a lot of people's you know life experiences or whatever in the sense that he was like zany and weird and made everyone feel okay to be zany and weird so yeah Yeah. that's just how i wanted to start the show a little somber a little serious (laughs) serious note and and r.i.p to paul rubens and yeah that's uh but i listen i think the the support for Barbie's been great, and the reviews are very positive. Um, I saw Barbie a second time, uh, just with some friends who I didn't go the first time with. Uh, you're okay. <laughs> so sorry, Mike. You're okay over there. <laughs> I just uh, <clears throat> had a little bit of a forgot how to swallow situation. Good. You did. <laughs> you're okay now. <laughs> okay now. I just uh, the, that water went down the wrong throat hole. So, anyways. We just pivoted very quickly, going from very serious to very silly, forgetting how to swallow. So please tell me about your second movie-going experience with Barbie. 
Yes, uh, I saw. Yes, I saw Barbie a second time, um, and I still enjoyed it uh, as much as the first time. Um, I'll say that the comments uh, from the friends that I saw it with, both both male and female, um, were like, "Is it the most groundbreaking movie? No, but it's still highly entertaining." And they had a lot of fun with it, and they really enjoyed the writing, and they really enjoyed the direction. Um, so we were kind of on the same page, but like all the sort of criticisms that I had about the movie, um, and I think I liked it a little bit more than you did, they sort of shared those things as well, especially about like the ending and kind of not knowing what the sort of point was to some of the messaging at the end, they kind of agreed with. Um, but otherwise, everyone there was enjoying it. It was another packed house, uh, lots of pink. Um, the movie beside us that was Oppenheimer was also packed. Here's the question, um, though, Mike. Did you do Barbenheimer twice? Or was oh, it just no, 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 no. <laughs> I, and it's funny because one of the friends I was with asked me, like, did, uh, oh, so, you know, are you going to see Oppenheimer again? And I said, no, it's kind of one of those movies that you can just see once you saw and be, once be and you're fine good. with. Yeah, yeah. I you're, might not watch gonna the, go like, at a, you're not going to get it on DVD. No, like, I would, wa- I would stream it again right. um, because it was a good movie. But I think I'd want to watch it from home because it is three hours. It's Whereas so Barbie has more rewatchability to, yeah. to me. Um, but again, like like I mentioned last week, all, all the reviewers I follow liked Oppenheimer a bit more than I did and Barbie a bit less than I did. And I'm kind of reverse where I like Barbie a little bit more and Oppenheimer a little bit less. But they were both still very good. Um, and yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan of the Barbie movie. I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, wasn't 100% what I wanted either. So I'm with you there. But, you know, next week's our, uh, our mailbag episode and people have till... Well, tomorrow, really, um, Wednesday, to, to send in your um, your questions to us. So make sure those get in by Wednesday and give Taylor your opinion on the Barbie movie and if you agree with her or not. Or if I've been um, canceled as a woman. Um, um, I, I mean, I will say we have, like, I already see fan questions coming in. And I just wanted to let people know we're not going to do any fan questions today. Like, we're going to save it all for next week. And, and a lot of people want to talk about Barbie. Like, it, it's primarily we're going to be talking about Barbie. Now, we're fine with fan questions about any topic. I'll just let people know. We don't always have to talk about Barbie. But we're clearly going to talk about it more next week because our fans are already writing in with some of their thoughts. So. The movie of the year. I'm, yeah, I'm going to say it. I'm going to go out and say it already. This is really? the movie of the year. You don't You don't think that Wonka is going to take it down? <laughs> I mean. I am seeing so many memes and it's taking all my power not to send every single one to you. Yeah. Um, no, thank you. I appreciate it. And they're all they're all it. just like they're all just like Timothy Chalamet does not have the whimsy. Yes. Or like the murderous intent. Yes. To be Wonka cuz like Wonka's like a little bit crazy, you yes. know? Um yes. so yeah, just like just such bad casting. It's just I yeah. Agree. And I feel I in the second so the second Barbie viewing when when that trailer came on the like reaction from the crowd was an awkward silence. Yeah, like, oh, what is this? <laughs> and I felt so like like my opinion felt so much more like um confirmed. Yeah, affirmed. confirmed. Yeah, affirmed. Where I'm just like, <laughs> yes, exactly. This we all feel this way, but we're communally feeling something. And it gives me like a little bit of I, I wanna say hope for for like all of us. For culture and society, yeah, that we because, can say like this is yeah, not good. Yes, because you know wrong. the Flash movie didn't do well. Barbie and Oppenheimer were embraced as they should be, and I'm like, good job, world! Like for the first time in a long time, I'm giving the world an A plus. We're getting it right. 
because the flash sh- should have been a bomb and it was because it was just awful and there were no no fanboys defending it oppenheimer and barbie retreated like like just like a brother sister combo of like let's support both and be happy with it and everyone thinks wonka's stupid so it's very weird good. it's like it's not only <laughs> that it's like stupid it's weird i think it's um, dumb i like i actually looked and be like i think this movie is dumb like it's, it's one of the few times where i'm just like this this doesn't seem very like intelligently put together i haven't seen another thing we haven't gotten a chance to talk about is um and we are going to get to the episode that has been long awaited the you know oh, the yes. movies we're both going to hate don't worry people <laughs> But we We're both hated the movies, so obviously we probably don't have a lot to talk about. I'm assuming we both hated our movies. Oh, are we um, are we revealing that we hate it already? Are well, we I don't know. I'm just I, I don't know, but we'll get to it. Don't worry. Okay. Um, but for but we have two things. One, you wanted to talk about the box office numbers, but just yeah. about Wonka. One last thing. I'm not the one thing that really weirds me out is Hugh Grant as an Oompa Loompa, and I don't know if I like miss something in the cultural zeitgeist. But, like, he's playing um, a little person. In this movie, they've made him, like, even smaller than the previous movies. And probably closer to, like, what they are in the books. Like, in the books, they're, like, smaller than children. Oh, really? Okay. But he looks like the one from the, the... Gene Wilder movie. Yes. So, like, like exactly, like, the orange skin, green hair. Which was originally played by little people by, um, by dwarves, I think is the appropriate um, term. And I apologize if I've gone that wrong. But Someone like, will have, correct us if it's not. Yes. I'm trying to, like, I am truly trying to be um, <laughs> politically correct in this, in this instance. Correct me if I'm wrong, but, like, did I miss it where, like, people are no longer casting little people to play little people? Like, to me, well, this seems bad that they... Ha- just used Hugh Grant but made him little. I think because maybe well, I don't know. Like I don't know for sure. But when you said the fact that okay, they they are smaller in the books than they were represented before. Maybe it's just a, a technology thing. Being like, well, we're 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 doing it this way because they're actually smaller than than anyone is. Like they're not supposed to be even that size. They're supposed to be tiny because he's sitting on. Isn't he standing on like a like I want to say, like a desk. Yeah, he's like on, in, in, in like in like a little glass jar. Yeah. So that's the only thing I can think of where they'd be like, "Oh, well, no, no, these are these. This is like a completely different thing, and they're much smaller, so we can cast." But he, they really look like the other one hundred percent. Yeah, no. And we're I, talking. I don't think I mentioned that. It's I um, thought it was Hugh jarring playing, when it was Hugh Grant. Jarring. Yeah, Hugh Grant's playing <laughs> yes. an Oompa Loompa. So, and in the original movie, the Oompa Loompas were played by um, dwarf actors. So. Yeah, like, did I miss something where, like, it's now politically incorrect to, like, hire dwarves? I know Peter Dinklage, like, got kind of blasted because he was like, we shouldn't cast dwarves anymore. And then, like, the little people community were like, um, actually, like, that's our bread and butter parts. Like, we want to yeah, still act. Yeah, I thought not... Warwick Davis was, like, against what Peter Dinklage said. Didn't so, was like, he the most famous one where he's like, no, that's not right? Yeah, yeah like, we need... They don't agree with each other. Yeah. No bad. Yeah. Um, so anyways, I'm like, yeah, weird, weird casting. And I wonder if there's going to be, I haven't seen anything about that. Like any yeah. articles being like, why is Hugh Grant? Yeah, no, I haven't Europa? seen any, I haven't seen anything about that either. Um, I think most people are just so distracted by Timothy Chalamet. And they're like, I don't like this. This doesn't work. The dead like, in the eyes. Yeah, the there's just nothing. Um, <laughs> Nothing's happening. 
like speaking of which, actually, they'll talk about Peter Dinklage for a second. He's he's an actor that I haven't seen as much from recently that I actually thought we'd see more from just because now that he was done with, with Game, um, of Thrones. Game of Thrones, he'd be acting like I know he has a daughter and stuff in a family. Like I'm sure he's I've just I would have thought he would be one of the ones where I'm like, oh, I'm going to see because, you know, Kit Harrington's doing um, Marvel and and. Amelia Clark's also doing Marvel. Wasn't but he I in just... a Marvel movie? What didn't he play? Oh, oh yeah, he, he was. was. Yeah, right. Yes, he was. No, he he played. Yes, he 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 was the one who uh, forged uh, the new weapon for Thor in the Avengers movies. Right, right. Yes. Still, that was a bit and of a smaller role. In, like, um, I, I expect him to be an in, X Men in... movie. Yeah. Okay. Now that you bring it up, I guess. But like, those are to be <laughs> fair. Like, those were like pre-pandemic movies. That's true. But the X Men movie, he had a massive role in. Like, he was, he was the, the villain. Yeah. In the X Men movies, and he was great. He was Bolivar Trask. He was fantastic in that movie. I just, but I, I hear know, what Peter you're Dinklage saying. Is so good. I was expecting. Yeah. To see I more hear more of him. what you're saying. I guess he did that Cyrano movie too. Now that I'm thinking of it, he's probably <laughs> done a lot, actually. I don't know why I'm being so critical. <laughs> he can't on, mean everything. Yeah, right? he, he doesn't need to do more. Actually, yeah. What am I? What am I saying? I, I just need. But I think he's actually in. You know what? I think he's in that weird movie based on those. Um, those Hunger Games books because they're doing like a prequel movie. Yeah, I don't know if it's the, based on a book or not. It is. They, oh, it I is. Think she There's wrote. It is. Oh, she okay. wrote a book. It's like a I wasn't sure. Ballad of Songbird and something. Some snakes. <laughs> yeah, snakes. Snakes and Songbird. Songbird yeah. and snakes. But which so I think Songbird makes sense because it has something to do with the book. What is what's the snake have to do with? Well, just like maybe, villainous. Maybe book people will know. Yeah, but anyway, I, I, apparently he. I think he plays the person who founded the Hunger Games or something. Like he plays yeah. the person who came up with it. I'm pretty so sure. So again, a villain. Like, yeah, again, a villain. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's great. Like he can play. He could play a villain very, very well. Well, he's a good actor. So yeah. But anyway, that's a little, I, I guess, yeah. Now, they, now that we bring it where, up. So, where is Peter note. Dinklage? Everywhere. <laughs> Everywhere. Where's Peter Dinklage? <laughs> Getting a lot of work. Well, like, why does he have to do more for you? No, he doesn't. Yeah. Uh, I, I stand corrected. Um, that's okay. We just took a walk down memory lane. That's yeah, all right. Yeah, there, there you go. Um, yeah, I wanted to, I did want to talk about the box office. Um, just because I thought a couple of really interesting things. We don't normally talk about the box office, but I, I find these numbers fascinating, and I, I do like to track how a movie's doing. So, Barbie, dur- during weeks of the box office, your first weekend, just for people who don't know, is always the highest. And then it's about how much do you drop each week. So, you know, you want to drop as little as possible and still be making money each week. So, between weeks one and two, Bar- Barbie and Oppenheimer almost had an identical drop of only 42%, which is incredible like barbie still made 93 million dollars in its second weekend like that's that's opening weekend numbers for big blockbusters it's and so much it money second week it's so much money i can't even conceive you yeah. know like like that that's... like the movie the money ceases to make sense to me. so it... so after two weeks after two weeks according to a couple people that i that i follow who, who kind of track this stuff even with marketing expenses and all the different expenses in the movie, it's now in profit territory already. So most movies, so people know, like in their theatrical run, apparently most movies just try to like break even or make a tiny bit of money, but then they make the rest of their money in like the release, whether it be like people own it or digital release or selling it to streaming. Yeah, international markets, exactly. This one has already, Barbie's made its money back and is now in profit mode already. And it's been in, in theaters for two weeks before selling to a streaming service, putting it out on DVD, all the things that usually make them a lot of money later. 
And it, I think it's like just opening in China, like soon it's opening in, in Japan soon. Like it's opening in all these bigger international markets that often make blockbusters a lot more money. Um, it's, it's just about to open or is now opening in those and it's already making a profit. I think that's incredible. Yeah. I saw something crazy, like, correct me if I'm wrong, but like $900 million. Uh, I think it's over $900 million now. Um, that is just like again that over. that money is so big it's like it ceases yeah. it ceases to have meaning it will be it will be one of those plus billion. billion dollar movies yes it might not make it to like the two billion that that sort of the avengers big movies made it to but i think it's going to get way more than people expected it like it is exceeding i think oppenheimer is doing well and is still exceeding expectations but not to this level considering it's a three-hour historical biopic yes and even like again only a 42 percent drop it still made 47 million dollars in its second week so uh, so even that's good like again most movies would love to open to 47 million dollars let alone that being the second highest movie in the box office in its second week and the movie that suffered was disney's haunted mansion which opened uh opposite to it uh, like it opened in their second week. It's not it, getting uh, great reviews. It, no, and it did not do very well at the box office. And Mission Impossible starting to lose a lot of theaters as well to both movies. So those movies took a bit of a hit with these surprise hits. But um, I mean, people are still seeing Barbie and Oppenheimer. Again, I go into the movie theater, it was packed. Sometimes there. twice. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And, I, and it's packed. So I just thought that was interesting to kind of bring up um, whether or not. Uh, how that will what that will mean i don't know if anyone is planning on pushing back any more i don't think there's a lot of huge like i think the meg is just about to open which isn't again it's you know it's just a silly popcorn movie but i don't think i think the next like big big blockbuster still another week or so away into august so i think they spread it out like they've got a ninja turtles movie that's coming out i think they moved that back a week or two so they're hoping that barbie and oppenheimer after like four weeks okay that's enough to, to yeah. maybe move it forward but they won't have knows? to compete um one last thing before we jump into our reviews i this was a movie that i hadn't heard of but i saw that it's playing at the screening room um theater camp i might be uh, reviewing that for uh, for a it quick looks, review in our mailbag. It's great. It looks, yeah, I might. Looks a lot of fun. Might be seeing it. If I have time, I'm going to check it out. Yeah, I I had heard about the movie like a long time ago and forgot about it, and then of the same thing. I saw though. a poster and then went, "Oh, oh it's yeah. very Mike." Is it? Well, theater camp. Well, yeah. You did study theater. That's true. <laughs> That's true. I suppose in terms of that, you uh, ran a theater company. Yes, it does. It does look. It does the look. The subject uh, matter. I would say, like, it looks yeah. like a Taylor movie in the sense of how it's been filmed. It's a mockumentary, yes. but like in terms of like subject matter, it's very Mike. Yes, so. and and I am going to check it out uh, for the subject matter. Uh, so I might I might be able to review it if if I get a chance to see it by by next week. We'll see. But. Yeah. I, same thing. Like I had, I knew it was coming out, but then I saw a poster for it just this past week and thought, oh yeah, that'd yeah, it's here. All right, um, let's talk about movies that we hated. Uh, so this is our Oscars pool winner uh, who won this year, and the decision was for their episode to make you and I pick a movie that we hate or we think the other person will hate. 
Yeah, not that we hate that we not that we hate. Yes, I misspoke there. That the we other think person. the other person. So what I thought we could do, Taylor, just to remind people, I thought we could each introduce the movie we selected for the other person. So I'll I'll introduce the movie that you're reviewing. You'll introduce the movie that I'm reviewing, and maybe we can tell everyone why we thought the other person would hate the movie. Yes. I'm actually quite curious as to why you made me watch the movie that I watched. Um, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. So I think we could do that and then dive into our reviews. How do you, what do you think? Yeah. So do you want me to go first with your movie? Sure. Why don't you, why don't you introduce my movie and then, then I can review it. So I forced Mike to watch the 2000 classic, Where the Heart Is. Classic? So- <laughs> Hey, hey, hey. Okay, sorry. Introduction. Yeah, yeah. Starring Natalie Portman, Stalker Channing, Ashley Judd, and Joan Kuzak. And uh, the film is a romantic drama about a teen girl who gets abandoned by her boyfriend in a Walmart parking lot and proceeds to live in the Walmart and have her baby. And then the rest of the film is about her sort of living in this small town, you know, the, the town saves her, she saves the town type thing. And uh, yeah, that's that. Does that sound like a good plot synopsis, Mike? Well, it does. <laughs> uh, that's essentially what happens in the movie. This is a, like, Taylor, this is a movie that a lot happens. happens. Yeah, it is a lot. And it just kept happening. And I think it was about when the tornado hit. That I thought, what am I watching? Like, I, my question for you, Taylor, is what what is it about this movie that that spoke to you? Like, I assume, like, were you a fan of this movie? Was this something that you? Yeah, like we liked? grew up watching this one. Okay, that's right. Okay, that's what I thought. I've just, but like, what what is it that a, that a, that appealed to you in this movie? Because even as I was watching, I didn't. From what I know. About me? Your, yes, of your movie watching. <laughs> I didn't really get it. Like I'm like, I don't understand. Like, why does Taylor even like this movie? Yes. What, like, what is Because things just kept happening and happening. It kept getting more and more ridiculous. And I just didn't know so I where it was going. a little bit. I didn't know this until I assigned this movie to you. This movie is okay. actually based on a book. Okay, I was, was going to ask you that too. <laughs> yeah, like I didn't know that. I never read the book. And the book, I think, is a very like very much following like the different stories of this like town so like uh of like the different characters right so that makes sense why the in this movie things are just like kind of happening because in the book things were kind of just happening you know what i mean like to the various characters but in this movie natalie portman's character is the main character so like you're experiencing what's happening to like people in the town through her right um to me this is just like classic Two year two thousand kind of like bubblegum romantic drama, um, very low stakes. It like feels like eating like a comfort meal. You know what I mean? Like I think like a lot of it's nostalgia. Like I grew up watching this. Like Nicole's a huge fan. Like we watched this together. We watched it separately. Um, and like it just like feels good to watch, even though it's kind of silly. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> and I, I thought Mike was going to hate it because of that exact reason. That is okay. just like a feel, like a silly kind of yeah. low stakes 2000. It's not a, 
I keep wanting to say rom-com. It's not a rom-com. It's it's, it's a drama. <laughs> it's a yes. drama. Like quite dramatic things happen. There's like yeah. comedic relief. There's yes. even like some scenes that like scared me growing up. Oh really? Like when um her, her ex-boyfriend gets like run over by the train. Oh right, right. And like is in the hospital and he's yeah. like lost his legs. That like really the, scared me. Becoming was... music star. Yes. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. And um, the twist, the tornado, like, used to scare my sister. Uh, <laughs> and, yeah. So, like, I don't know. This movie has it all. Like, is this, like, an Oscar-winning movie? By no means. No, absolutely but not. There's a lot of heart. <laughs> I Where the heart is in this movie. The I characters are, yeah. you know. Like, I think, I think you saw that with Ashley Judd and Natalie Portman's character. And, like, their friendship. I think yeah. you get a lot of the, quote-unquote, hearts from there I and think, even like a stalker channing yes like, yeah takes yeah her under her way takes her kind of on yeah that that those things like okay i get it and they're there i think my biggest sort of thing with this movie and to kind of go into me like reviewing it would be yes a lot of things happened and it just seemed to randomly happen and the time jumping was a right. little all over the place where i'm just like oh okay now we're like two two years later, except the kid looks six, um, and just like little things like that, which which took me out of it, being like, this is getting like silly. <laughs> things happen dramatic. Yeah, like silly. I think it ends with the kid being like, I don't know, ten. Like it's supposed I'm to be. Like, I don't know. Like it's yeah. it's you watch essentially. It's like her, the movie is about like Natalie Portman like making a life for herself. Yes, so like, after being abandoned randomly. Yeah. yeah. So like it takes time, you know, and you see like the development and her yes. her love interests and things. Like yes. That. Oh, the other thing that scared me was um, Forney's um, sister in the house, the library. Oh, yes. She scared yeah. me growing up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and like that's intense, and and you kind of get some intense scenes. I mean, the movie just starts out, you think it's one thing. Like, when she's in the Walmart, I'm like, oh, is this going to be, like, a terminal thing where she's living in this Walmart and she ends up working there and it's all about this woman in the Walmart. But that's, like, The first 10 minutes. minutes. (laughs) Yeah, and then then you move on to something completely different. And then we time shift to, like, her now living in this town and just, like, knowing all these people and, like, you know, having this kid and and trying to avoid having other kids. Um, And it just, like, it was weird because, the yes, so the movie has a tornado happen – a child being abducted. Um, I forgot about that. Happens. Yeah, like that happens. And so At all Christmas. this like serious things happen. But then you also have scenes where Ashley Judd and Natalie Portman are like, we're going to get pregnant all the time. And it's funny. And they're just like casually talking about how they can't stop having babies. Like that was the like thing about Ashley Judd's character. She just was like going on and on about like, and then I had another baby and then another baby. And like she just has all these children and their accents just they're in a small <laughs> southern town small southern town and it just drove me up the wall these characters the thing that i really that really also i felt jarring was i yeah so it was very much from natalie portman's perspective but they kept jumping to scenes showing the guy who abandons her like his life yeah but what you get is two minute scenes of him and then like 15 minutes of natalie portman so it wasn't like jumping back and forth. It was, we're going to sh- do a 15 minute scene and then we're going to show him like 
getting arrested. And then we're going to show him writing a song. And then we're going to show him like, and it's only for a few minutes. The scenes were so short that I kind of watched them like, oh, now we're going to see what's going on with him. Oh, and we're back. Like it's, it, why I were they showing me these small, small scenes of this guy? Like growing up watching this movie, you know, sometimes you, when you watch movies that you grow up with, you're like, you are not critical of like the film structure. You know what I mean? Like, sure. if I was to watch this movie now for the first time, I'd be like, wow, that you're right. Like, why are they, like, stylistically? Probably I would blame it on the on them adapting it from a book. I yes, could, I, I assume yeah. it was, like, more fleshed out in the book. I now think, that it's a book, you can kind of tell that. You yeah. Know? Like, when you watch a movie and you're like, okay, this felt rushed, probably because in the book they explain it a lot more. Yeah, like he had a whole chapter. You know what I mean? Right. Like, and then yes. the next chapter was Natalie Portman's character. Yes. Yeah. Um, I will say that I still liked being able to see parts of his story because you're like, oh, like for you know, you're like, should she have stayed with him? Or like, you know, like it. Uh, it makes you kind of. Um, it's like, you know that movie Sliding Doors we had to watch? Like, you know how like, <laughs> yeah, there's like that, two yeah. parallel <laughs> parallel lives? Yes. So like, you're like, you're watching his story to be like, oh, would she have been better off like with him? And then like, you see like how his story like blows up and you're like, no, she made the right choice by like staying where she stayed and not going to look. You know what I mean? Like, I think I still value seeing his story parallel to hers. But yes, what you're saying is like, how it's very short scenes that like from a stylistic and like filmmaking point of view, you're like, what, yeah. what's happening? But yeah, I, guess, I get that. Yeah. I, yeah. Like I get that we pick these movies as like a, just a fun thing knowing we hate them, but I'm still going to review it as if of course. You know, I, I went and saw it. And like one of the, <laughs> like I would have been so much happier with him just abandoning her and we never hearing from him. Right. Because I just felt it took kind of took me out of what was going on. And every time we came back, because of the way it was structured and because they were jumping around so much, I always felt like I was missing something. Right. It's like I was missing the moment when these two characters bonded or got to know each other. Like the guy from the library, uh, Forney. Is that yeah, he's a weird name. Yeah, Forney. <laughs> yeah, so the, him falling in love with her, like you could tell by way like the actor was behaving, but you missed it. Like suddenly we had jumped and it's like they off screen, the two became close because he was like, bonding with her kid in one scene and Ashley Judd's like he's in love with you can't you see it and I'm like well what evidence does she have to that like I haven't seen anything <laughs> you're but Natalie again, Portman you're like no, Thorny loves me what yeah yeah but that, but Natalie Portman was like yeah like I know we spent he's like my friend and I'm like, what are you talking about you've spent you've had two scenes together but I think they were they, again they were jumping and and not showing us anything where the only relationship I felt was really well developed was Ashley Judd and Natalie Portman. Like right. that scene was actually good in the hospital. Like when she wakes up after having the baby. So she ha- she ends up having her baby in the Walmart what that she's living in. Yeah. And then she, she goes into labor, passes out, wakes up in the hospital, and Ashley Judd is the nurse that's attending to her. And mm-hmm. they become really good friends. And that scene was, was so different than the rest of the movie because it was so well-crafted that now I'm wondering, maybe that's straight out of the book, where they're just like, this scene's really good. We're going to keep it in because it for the rest of it, it didn't matter how much we jumped time. I understood those two bonded. Like, it made it made a lot of sense. Whereas with everyone else, we kind of jumped out. Like, Joan Cusack, her character got completely snubbed, as far as I'm concerned. Like, a really good actor who who's just like, 
in it for a couple of times and we don't really get to know much about her because she's she plays kind of, the manager of the ex-boyfriend the manager of the ex-boyfriend who becomes a like a music star country which western. makes no yeah. made no sense i was like what do we do this is making no sense it's going off in weird direction that i wasn't expecting and i felt like again we just didn't spend enough time with that relationship um or even getting to know who this guy was like he just seemed like a fool the whole movie uh, yeah he's like, just he not a good guy like a, Yes. And I don't, am I supposed to like want to hear more from him? Because I, I was just like, when you're watching this, when you're younger, Taylor, like if you're like a, I assume you're like a tween kind of watching this with friends. Yeah. I would have been nine when this movie came out. Okay. What are you supposed to think of this guy? He's bad. He's a bad guy. Okay. All right. But you're like, oh, like how dare, he's so bad. How dare he become a successful musician? Right? Oh, I see. And then see. you're like, oh, but then he loses it all and gets run over by a train. Good. <laughs> and then, oh, okay. you know what I mean? And then, and then, um, I think they reunite in the hospital at some point. They do. They right? do. Yes. After, and so after you're like, then, yeah. there's like that dramatic tension. Like, is she going to forgive him? Like, are they going to get back together? Like, is she going to let him see Americus or whatever the girl's name is? Americus, yes. Yeah, Americus. And I think she says, like, I don't want you, like, in our lives, essentially. And you're like, yes, vindication. Like, that's. Yeah. So, like, like you go on an emotional roller coaster with these characters, even though you're only getting, like, snippets of his life. You know what I mean? Like, I think right. you, that's part of the drama is, like, this man has done her so wrong but like he's succeeding and then like he is brought down so low. Right. Like, yeah. so that's the, I don't know, as like a young person, like into my, into my teens, into my twenties. Cause this is a movie that like it throughout university, like I would watch like once a year, like really? I would come back to it. Yeah. Cause like, it's like a, wow. a comfort movie. And I think a lot of, I would think like, I don't think Nicole and I are unique. Like I think a lot of girls our age probably grew up watching this movie. Um, probably with our moms or whatever. Um, yeah, you're just like going on this. I think you got to like, it's one of those movies where you just have to, you're going along with the characters. You know what I mean? Like you're spending right. time with these characters. There isn't necessarily like a huge plot to the movie. Cause like, it's like no. almost like vignettes, you know, yes. like things are There's happening not really a plot. No. Um, over and the, overarching plot is that like Natalie Portman is like essentially making a life for herself and then she you know is falling in love with Forney but like does not feel that she is worthy of him because she thinks she's white trash right so like which I could have used a lot more of that development because it seemed like we spent a lot of time doing a lot of other things and I didn't really get the the falling in love scene like I before the scene where Ashley Judd sort of confronts Nellie Portman, or at least they're talking about it. I swear they've been in two scenes together. Like we've seen him with his sister. I, once, like, I don't think. And I'm pretty sure I think it it's two. like obvious, but like maybe because like you know, um, I was like raised on rom coms, like most girls my age, like '90s, 2000s rom coms, where like a look is all you need. Yeah, you know? well, that's that's not enough to know that they're <laughs> in love and like. <laughs> The tropes, obviously, they are going to fall in love. But I don't know. Like, I, I just thought, um, I also thought because this movie is very much, like, character-driven in the sense that, like, there's not much plot. It's mostly, like, 
things are just happening to the characters and because they're like from a small southern town and like the characters are a little silly I thought you wouldn't like this was I and I think I'm right (laughs) based on what you're telling me yeah um yeah I mean I think okay so hate would be a strong word I don't know if there was enough in this movie to make me completely hate it right I definitely would never watch it again um and it was I think it was okay. Like I could, I could see the appeal of the, of the time. And I could see from what you're saying, like I could see some of that appeal and you've given me a little bit more context as to why maybe you like this movie. I think, yeah, my biggest issues were I thought it just didn't really make any sense at at the end of the day. And I wasn't, I wasn't super invested in what was going on Um, beyond the fact that like, you know, I think I can enjoy these types of movies, but they didn't have enough of the things I'm looking for, which is a little bit more development. I would have preferred the movie if they had spent more time developing and really making it like it's about these relationships and we're just going to give you scene after scene of these people bonding or conflicting or that type of thing. Whereas I felt like we, us jumping to the guy and his failed career was just sort of a waste of time. Like I get, I get what you're saying in terms of like, well, we're supposed to at the end be like, yeah, that's what you get. But really I, I would have been just as satisfied with him just literally disappearing and driving off into the sunset. Yeah. And just, and just focusing on Natalie Portman and focusing on that life. And what do you do when someone abandons you, they disappear and you never hear from them again which is a scenario that can happen. So that's kind of what I wanted more than the movie. Yes, I, I would say I didn't like the movie. I don't think I necessarily hated it. I just would never, ever watch this on my own or ever again. I was definitely very confused. It was a very confused watching experience, more so than an angry, like, I, I can't wait for this to be over experience. It was just more, what am I watching? Like, almost an odd, like, what, like interest into why I'm watching this. And I was, during the movie, I was kind of like, okay, I bet you this is going to go somewhere really big and different at the end. And it didn't. So <laughs> that made me go like, oh, okay, it's just a movie. Like, it's just a simple <laughs> little movie. Yeah. It is like, yeah, that's a good way to describe it. It's a simple little movie. Yep. And I think it has a lot of heart. But yeah, I, think I, I guess so. It's it definitely like dated. You know what I mean? Definitely like, dated. De- this is sure. definitely a time capsule for the year 2000. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. It's a very, very dated movie. Yeah. It was definitely, it felt dated the whole time. But I don't know. That's not always a bad thing. I like putting putting on an old movie, like reminiscing with an old friend. Yeah, and you always you always have those kind of like you know feel good movies that even if they're drama they remind you of a certain time and so they're they're kind of used to being a feel good movie for that reason. But and like yeah, you know a... you know how it's gonna end. You know that it. You know what I mean. Right, like even right. though it's a drama, you know how it's gonna yeah. end. So you're not like yeah, you know it's gonna. Yeah, be I mean okay it definitely not a movie for me. So you were you were one hundred percent right there that I definitely didn't you just think didn't hate it. I just didn't, yeah, outright hate it where I'm just like, I can't believe you're making me watch this. Like, it was okay to watch. Um, I just, yeah, I would never, I would never watch it. So not quite a hate it. I'll have to try harder next time. Yeah, you will. Yeah, you've got to get something completely, absolutely painful to watch, which which this wasn't. Um, though have you seen Coyote Ugly? Because that was, that was on my list of possible. I have not seen Coyote Ugly. <laughs> Maybe I'll, also, I think from the year 2000. Um, or like 1999. 
Yeah, that's sad. That to me, I from what I know about that movie, that was also be very a dated. Experience. Um, yeah. Rhymes like does the big song for that movie. <laughs> Maybe Jeez. I'll put that in my back pocket. Possibly yes, save that for next go. next year. So there, there, there's my review for where the heart is. A skip uh, it movie. Yeah. Oh, definitely a skip it. Definitely a skip it. You know, just not as as a rate outrageous of a skip it as I thought it was going to be. Um, I was not looking forward to it, but having watched it, I'm like, oh, okay, that was that was fine. But yes, I would I would personally give it a skip it. I wouldn't be able to recommend this movie to someone. Yeah. <laughs> Ouch. Um, okay, Taylor. Uh, let's talk about the movie I made you watch. Uh, I picked The Patriot, also from the year 2000. Which once not again, on purpose. Not on we purpose. did not do this on purpose. <laughs> I swear we didn't do this on purpose. We picked our movies and then we later found out they were both from the same year. Um, so The Patriot uh, follows the uh, Revolutionary War in the United States. And it stars Mel Gibson. Um, as a local farm owner, kind of landowner dude, uh, who gets thrusted into the war between the United States, who are trying to separate from the British Empire, also stars uh, uh, the the late um, oh come on Heath Ledger Heath Ledger, thank you, uh, starring yes Heath Ledger, um, Jason Isaacs uh, is also in this movie, and and Chris Cooper and a bunch of other people bunch of other stars from the late 90s early 2000s so taylor i really picked this movie because uh you do not like patriotic films uh and often war movies that that really amplify america uh so i thought this is the ultimate uh anti-taylor movie so that's why i picked it for you and it was one that i watched many many times when i was younger it's funny how we both picked like two seminal films from our childhood Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> to, to torture the other person with. Um, yeah, Mike was right. I did not like this movie. Um, and on top of it, it was like three hours. So, oh yeah, it's a long one. Not only is it like subject matter not Taylor, um, filming style not Taylor, length not Taylor. So like, it was a schlog for sure. Um, where do I begin? So like, also dated in the sense that like. Um, the first thing that stuck out to me was the, um, what do you call that? Not soundtrack isn't really the right way to describe it. The score? score the score. The score was so corny to me, but like very <laughs> indicative of like this time of filmmaking. For sure. Like blockbusters back yes. then. Like, the, like you think- the swell, like the, yes. the flute. Um, yeah drama is happening you know yes like already i was like "Ooh, this is gonna be this is gonna be something so yes i for longtime listeners of the show people will know that i'm very critical of american war films um because they typically um valorize american history and um american exceptionalism and like all these things that i find like really creepy and bad and that I don't, I don't like, especially when it's, um, comes to the American military. Um, so like this movie is definitely like the title says it all, the Patriot. Um, it's about the American <laughs> revolution, rah, rah America, but also yep. rah, rah rugged individualism and how like the individual is more important than anything else. And individual values are more important than anything else, but I'm willing to die on the field if, Someone infringes on my individual rights, which is what happens 
with Mel Gibson's character, right? Like he is a, like he supports Liberty, but he has to support his family first. And then um, his son gets murdered by the evil British general in cold blood. So now I have to become the best militia leader in the whole country. And And to protect his other son. Right. That's important. Like his other son's already, Heath Ledger's already there and his other son gets, gets murdered in front of the whole family. And then Mel Gibson, yes, steps into the war to also look after his son, like he want, he basically tells the general, okay, but you got to put Heath Ledger under my command. Yeah, and then he like, tells you, like, oh, no. Yeah, yeah, he's like, no, yeah. I want to be my own man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so, so already, like, off to bad start, the themes of this movie, like, I find, like, are just, like, are just, like, bad to me. You know what I mean? Like, I just, like, cannot in, like, good faith support like the major messaging of this movie. And this is why I typically don't watch um, movies of this kind. Um, The other thing, I will say Mel Gibson is an amazing actor. And I know he's been canceled since the year 2000. Many times times he he continues to offend. He is a great actor though. He's great. you You can't deny his like gravitas. And like he's, he's had so many great movies. And you like again, we've talked about this on the show. Some people can separate it, some people can't, and we totally respect when people can't. But I'm someone who can at least I can recognize too. the talent yeah. and say, like, yeah, two things can be true. He can be a good actor and also a terrible human. Like those two things can be the same thing. And like you watch a movie like this and you're like, Yeah, this is why he was like a major star yeah. for like like a decade, if not more. Yeah, he knocks like, it out of the park in this role. Like yeah. he's great. So I will say that, like, very good acting. Um you're right that there's like in other roles there are like a lot of recognizable people, but then there's also mm. like a slew of people. I'm like, who is this? Have they yeah. ever? <laughs> yes, that um, happens too. <laughs> his love interest, who's also the sister of his widowed wife. Yeah, I'm I've like, never oh. seen her before in, or in ever again. Or since, yeah, wasn't particularly good. Um, and then Heath Ledger's love interest, I've never seen before, never seen since. Um, also not particularly good. Um, so yeah, that was like, they t- clearly like, they're like Mel Gibson is the draw for this. Yeah. That's and a young the- Heath Ledger who was yeah. just sort of starting the, to really do stuff. Yeah. On the rise. And like Heath Ledger, I will say was a pleasure to watch on screen. Like it really did yeah. make me miss him. Cause like you can see his, um, rising star in this film. Like I wouldn't say yes, by any definitely. means this is his best movie, but like, you're like, wow, like. Heath Ledger was was a star, you know, yeah, and um, it's too bad we've lost him so soon. Just like his, the way he like smiles, you know, <laughs> you're like, oh my goodness, like, yeah, you can make all the girls swoon just by smiling. Very few actors can do that. Like a his smile like spoke volumes. So, anyways, that was that was good. Um, I felt like it was like very long. <laughs> yeah it like was really drawn out a couple of the action scenes i'm not gonna lie like the first scene where we see mel gibson like single-handedly take out like 20 british officers oh, when he, but also um, we with, attacks the convoy the tomahawk or whatever but oh, like right right yes okay, but I know forces his about. like juvenile sons to also yes <laughs> there's also that where he forces <laughs> his two very young like what like eight Eight and, and ten, ten year old sons to, to like shoot people. Yeah. yeah, and then one son was like, "That was awesome," and then the other son was like, "I hate you." This is the worst thing that's ever happened. Yeah, like just 
yeah. just like horrified. Forever. And again, she's like yeah. so American. Just like interestingly, um, the scriptwriter I think is German. So like I did a little bit of reading about the movie, which I don't often do, but um, right. Oh no, it's the director. That's that's German. The director's German. Um, but. Yeah, just like that rah, rah, rah. It's funny that you have a German to make like a super, super rah, rah American movie. Oh, yeah. Um, and this would have been like a big summer. I think it was a big summer like movie. In I'm sure it was huge. Like, like I'm sure yeah. this movie was, um, oh, my goodness. The I'm just on the Wikipedia page, Mike. The musical score was conducted by John Williams and nominated for an, uh, an Academy Award. I think I knew it was nominated. I didn't know it was John Williams. But I, I do think I know, like, I, when you were saying you hated him, like, I think it was nominated for an Oscar. But, yeah. Just, like, it's just, like, um, it's very dated, I will just say, of the of the score. And, like, I knew exactly what I was getting into. I guess in the sense the score was successful and I knew exactly what I was getting into with, like, the first notes of the... Yes, and- yeah, and I, I do think you can, the score fits with the movie in that sense. It's just, yeah, if you don't like what the movie is, yeah. you're not going to enjoy the score. Um, so I, I will say, yes, I did like that um, that tomahawk scene. I'm like, oh, wow, like, look at him. Like, psh, 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 that's pretty cool. That was, that's, yeah, that's, relatively and, well done. And yeah. I could definitely see, like, a young Mike being like, whoa. Yeah. Um, and then <laughs> yeah, yeah. all the other, like, I'm like, I get it. They're doing guerrilla warfare, like, in a swamp. Like, how many scenes do we need to watch, really? And then... Um, <laughs> you could have lost time by cutting out a few of those, like, right? in this movie. Like, you definitely could have, yeah. Um, and, like, the major, like, he has, like, a beef with, like, this the British general who, like... Um, who murders his son or whatever. And I'm like, yeah. again, like, I'm just like, that's not what war is about. Like, it's not like personal. Yeah. I don't know. Like, that's like, they I really can... made him a villain. Like, they really yes. made the British this like villainous force. And in like, my, they were, they were evil, evil villains. Yeah. In my reading, I was so surprised to learn this had major backlash in the UK. This movie. Well, of course. Because of, of its anti-British sentiments. And, like, apparently... So, like, the, the villain of the movie is, like, a fictionalized portrayal of, like, a real person. And the British are like, how could you do that? Like, oh, hi, Maisie. Right? Sorry, uh, Marcy. Yeah, Marcy. no, she's... Uh, <laughs> she, she's she's mad at me because I'm, I'm trying to get her off the desk. So she's, I've never she's... heard her so clearly while we were recording. Yeah, she's in there. right beside the microphone. I'm trying to move her. I'm, like, quietly while you're talking, trying to move her away. And then, of course, she yelled at me for... Ah, for Dad, you suck. Yeah. I don't want to be on air. <laughs> um, so, I, I... Yeah, I... I guess, like, it was a simpler time where the British could be like, how dare you portray us in this movie this way? <laughs> <laughs> Which is what I picture them. How dare you? So apparently this movie is, like, not historically accurate, like, at all. I don't know. So I studied American history, but, like, I studied Cold War, so a very different time. I don't know anything about the Revolutionary War um, so that was one of the things I was interested to see, like, okay, like, is this, like, at remotely accurate? And apparently, like, nope, this, this movie is not accurate. Very not accurate. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the British hated it. Not accurate. Controversial um, upon its release. But, yeah, all that being said, obviously, I hated it. Like, too long. Yeah. Subject matter <laughs> well, was horrible. 
Um, The movie was like pretty corny in places. The win is that Mel Gibson was very, very good. The other thing I wanted to mention is, uh, and again, this is why I have a hard time often watching like very like rah-rah American movies. So this movie is taking place at a time where slavery is still legal and active within um, America and for like quite a long time afterwards. Um, Let me just really Google super quick. So this movie takes place um, in 1776, the American Revolutionary War, and the American Civil War, which is like you know, one of the things they were fighting about, if not the thing they were fighting about with slavery, uh, took place from 1861 to 1865. So huge, huge time gap jump, right? And so like slavery is like an active institution at the time this movie is being portrayed, like with the time the movie is portraying. And like, it's really glossed over. It's really like, almost like sentimentalized, if that's the right word, like romanticized in a way, like, um mel gibson's character is not a slave owner they like made a point of being like my slaves are free or my oh yeah these they, aren't slaves these are workers. yeah they made they made like they went out of their way yeah. they almost stopped the movie to tell you See? that he's, he's a good not guy a slave owner. Yeah, yeah he's a good guy when like in reality like he's a Everyone man of like at that time yeah. and like he's a man of like great like obviously wealth like you can tell mm-hmm. like he has like a mm-hmm. huge plantation like no those would have been slaves and then yeah. and then like his sister-in-law is a slave owner yes. but like you know what i mean so like no big deal um and then there's this like really cringy moment where heath ledger is like we're fighting so that we can create a better america where we are all equal he's like talking to an enslaved man at this time yeah and it's yeah. like um excuse me the american civil war won't happen for almost a hundred years but you can it's tell this is such advice. an American movie because, like, those are the things that they be- like. They yeah. believe they abolish all racism really early on. It will take yeah. us a hundred years, but we are fighting. But we're gonna do it. Yeah, we're, it'll take us a hundred years. None of us will be alive. None of us will be that's alive. That's what we're doing. We're starting it today, and it will take another. <laughs> it will take another war, but we you, there will be a world where you are equal. And like, yeah. let's like again. The historical reality is that um not to, you know it, racism did not end with the american civil war in the 1800s but anyway so that like i found that like egregious like that scene um yeah, and a lot absolutely of ridiculous yeah. a lot of reviewers at the time also were like um like no like that's not how slavery because this is like deep south like i think this is taking place in like southern Carol. Mm. S- yeah somewhere somewhere yeah i think it's owning state yeah um and so yeah just oh cringe and you know like there's like the one character who like so like one of the like militia members is a slave like a slave and he's he's staying in order to like earn his freedom and one of the other everyone was promised they were promised that if you if you enlist you will be granted your freedom. If yeah, you after a year like that was a, that, And that was apparently an accurate thing. Yeah, that sounds they about... Tr- did, they did yeah. do, yeah. Um, and I don't, like, don't discount that. But the... And then there's this other character who's, like, the foil to this man who's, like, super, super <laughs> racist. Guy. Yeah, yeah. But, like, the, the enslaved man, like, saves him. You know what I mean? And so... Yeah. Um, 
uh, he's like, you're a good guy. You know, I've changed my mind. Changed my, and knowing, good. and honestly, knowing, knowing like things at that time, I bet you, no, even if you survived the war, there was no, they, you, there's no way you were granted your freedom. Like that was not a yeah, thing. I'm that not happened. sure. Like, I'm exactly. sure they lied about it. I don't know. Yeah, like, I don't I'm, know for sure, but yeah, like that's. I'm sure the plantation owners were like, um, I never said my slate you know what i mean like the plantation owners weren't the ones who were like pat- making those rules yeah and and you are right like it's such a glossed over thing in this movie but it would have been such a big part of the time like you could see in this movie you if you wanted to do a more like historically accurate or like really make more of a point you could have done much more with that theme but you're right like now that you're kind of pointing out it is like so glossed over They're like we have to we like have to mention yeah. their slaves because like yes we got to bring that up but we can't not it's south carolina but like we're gonna like downplay it as much as physically possible and i also found it like pretty cringy where they're like i know a place where they won't where the british won't find you and it's like randomly on a beach and it's a bunch of like uh slaves who have like fled the british oh yeah that was a cringe that is a cringe and they scene. like yeah, that's harbor them and yeah. i'm like like so cringe that they would like have yeah the form and the former slave like it's like not clear if they are free african americans or if they're enslaved african americans um but like yeah that to that that's not clear but they're like harboring these white people it's just like it's a very weird dynamic I thought it was very cringy. It looks like maybe that's based in like real, like that might be one of the things that's historically accurate, but I don't know. I just thought like it wasn't explained well. I had no idea no, what was really no. happening. Yeah. Um, did not like that. So to me, this is a skip it. Absolutely. Yeah. I, <laughs> I wasn't mean, yeah, expecting like, anything more than that. There's no way. You normally like, I feel like I normally <laughs> give like pretty balanced reviews though, Mike, in the sense yeah, that like, even if so. I hated it, I can mm-hmm. like see redeeming features in it. But like, I feel like there's probably better movies from the year 2000 that like is about the Amer- like of the genre that people would enjoy more. Yeah. I, I, mean? I, I bet. No, I bet. I'm sure there are. I, I, but yeah, that that's, I did not think you would like this movie. I thought it had everything in it that you don't like. And you were right. The length. And I was right. So. Yeah. Ding, <laughs> ding, ding. I guess you win this round. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so thank thank you again to everybody who participated in our Oscars pool. I'm glad the past couple of weeks we were able to get our both the, the first place and last place, get their episodes done. Uh, but thank you so much. Just your final reminder, you have until tomorrow, 5 o'clock, Wednesday, 5 o'clock, Please send in your fan questions and we'll answer as many as we can on that next week's episode. They don't all have to be about Barbie. You can ask anything that you'd like. So thank you so much, everybody, for listening this week. Go see the movies.